This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Two weeks from yesterday is uh, October 31st, right? Uh, A few people know of it as All Hallowed's Eve. Uh, A few people know of it as Reformation, right? But we all know it as Halloween, right? Trick-or-treat time, right? Raise your hand if you went trick-or-treating when you were a little kid. (laughs) For me, often, uh, my parents would go and and get me a mask, like from Kmart or Walgreens. That'd be my costume, right? A a mask for like 99 cents with a rubber band behind it to hold it on. And and we'd go, and and my neighborhood friends and I, we'd go through our neighborhood, and we'd ring the doorbells and go trick-or-treat. And, you know, within like an hour, we had a bucket full of candy each. It's a lot of fun. Except not every house was so fun to go to. On the block just behind my block, there was a house that had in in its front yard, and you had to pass by it to get to the front door. They had an open coffin, okay? And and sometimes the coffin was open and empty, and, and sometimes it was open and there was a mannequin inside of it, and sometimes it was open and there was a real live human being in there, right? And I, and I think I made it to the front door of that house probably like every other year or something. You know, it was just too scary. But that wasn't the worst. Just down my block, as, as the, the road would start to curve gently, there was this house. It was kind of scary all year long, let alone on, on Halloween. It would just be pitch dark. They had black curtains up and, and everything. And, and the woman that lived there, she dressed up in the, in the black witch uni every year, right? And kids would come screaming out of there all the time, right? Ring the doorbell and just scream and, and yell and everything. And, and I made it to that door like probably like twice total. That was it. <laughs> Too scary. There are things that are scary in life. There are, there are things that, that bring us fear. There are things we don't want to do because we're just super uncomfortable. And I want you to hold on to that thought for a minute and we'll come back to it. But as for today, right now, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're concluding our Path to Victory series. And although we're concluding the series, we're actually going to keep on doing these things because this is what Jesus did. And we're just following his example, trying to to imitate him. And as we look at our Path to Victory, we have five different things there, and they all begin with the letter G. The first is gather, okay? And so we're going to continue to gather in person and online for worship, just like Jesus gathered for worship, whether that was in the temple or the synagogue or, or out on the mountainside, gathered for worship. We're going to continue to offer what we call life groups so that we can do life together. Jesus had his group too, right? He had the 12 disciples and they did life together. The next G is grow. And just as Jesus spent time alone with God in prayer and study, so also we're going to continue to encourage you to spend uh, some quiet time every day with God, uh, alone in prayer and in study. 
Another G is give. Jesus was the first and most generous giver of all. In fact, he gave it all, didn't he? He gave up his life. And so we're going to continue as a congregation, as believers in Jesus. We're going to continue to give ourselves opportunity to be generous in our community, generous with our time, generous with our talents and our skills, and generous with our money. The final G, the G that we're going to look at today is go, because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And this is what Jesus says to us in Matthew 28. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says to you and me, go. And now that's the scary part, isn't it? There, there have been times where we've all had this fear, where we've been scared to share the love of Jesus. Imagine for, for all of us who are believers there, there have been opportunities where we've had, it was just right there for us to share Jesus, but we've backed out of that scenario because we were afraid. I remember when I was in high school, we, we joined a church that was a, a mission congregation. And that first summer, the pastor would come by when I was in high school and pick me up like every week or every other week. And we'd go out and do what's called canvassing, go door to door. And for the most part, we weren't even knocking on the doors. We were just putting door hangers on the door knobs, right? And every time when this was supposed to happen, every time I'm sitting there going to myself in my house, I hope the pastor forgets. Uh, I, hope he, I hope he forgets. I hope he gets too busy. There, there were times where, you know, he was supposed to come and pick me up. I'd be praying, God, make it rain so we don't have to go. Make it rain. And I want you to understand again, again, the, the setting of El Paso is completely different here. When you're praying for rain in the summertime in the afternoon in El Paso, what you're praying for is a miracle. All right? And so it's like, God, miracle. I don't want to go. Um, even our, our founding pastor here, Ben Kurth, you know, as he started this congregation with a handful of you, he would talk about these times where he would go out into the neighborhoods and how he didn't want to go. Right? Do you know why we're sometimes afraid to go? Why it's scary? Why we're fearful? Uh, I do, because it's spiritual warfare, okay? It's spiritual warfare. When the message of Jesus is shared, it can dynamically change people's lives forever. The scriptures say faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. It's spiritual warfare because you see, Satan knows if he can keep our lips sealed, 
If he can keep our actions of love dormant, then Satan knows that our our culture, our, our community will be filled with things like anger and hostility and animosity and confusion and suspicion and lack of trust and backbiting and, and that people will go and do whatever they want to do because it's their right to do and, and they'll just be so ticked off at other people who are doing the exact same, the thing that they want to do. Does that sound familiar? to our day and age, spiritual warfare, okay? Spiritual warfare sounds like different things inside of our head. One of the ways that that spiritual warfare, what it sounds like in our heads is who am I to share Jesus with anyone? Who am I? I, I, I'm sinful. I've done some really bad things. I'm a work in progress. I don't have this figured out at all yet. Well, of course you're sinful. I am too, right? That's who Jesus came to save is sinful people. See, when when we share Jesus, what it really is, is we're not telling other people how good we are. We're telling other people how great Jesus is and how he he has expressed his love for all people. When we share Jesus with others, all it really is is one beggar talking with another beggar, telling that other beggar where we found bread, where we found good stuff. You see, that we're sinful, that we're flawed, that we're imperfect, that doesn't disqualify us from sharing Jesus with others. That actually makes us the perfect person to share Jesus with others. It actually qualifies us to do so. One of the reformers said this, the the life of Christianity consists in possessive pronouns. It's one thing to say Christ is a savior. It's quite another thing to say he is my savior. Savior. Every Christ follower has a story of God's grace touching them right where they're at, right in their heart. Another way that that spiritual warfare, another way it sounds in our heads is, is I, I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, it, it's best done in relationship. And, and I, I can buy that. It's best done in relationship unless you're hiding behind that. Are you making any process, uh, progress in the relationship to share Jesus? Or, or are you afraid you might offend them? What if we started relationships on the basis of Jesus instead of something else? I'm afraid. I might offend someone. And and if that's you, just understand, because that's a concern of yours, there's a really good chance you're not going to do that because you're aware. And here's another way, a a way that you could handle it. You could just go to the person, hey, I really want to share 
a little bit about Jesus with you. I want to share a little bit about victory. I want to share my experience in church and stuff like that. But I don't want to offend you. Can I share or would you prefer not? And if they say yes, it's there. And if they say no, well, that's where spiritual warfare sounding in our head goes off with number three, right? I don't want to get rejected. I don't want to get rejected. And hey, undoubtedly, somewhere along the way, we're going to get rejected when we're sharing Jesus. Jesus got rejected. It's going to happen somewhere along the way to us too. But keep in mind that when they reject you, if they reject you, they're really not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus. And just because they reject you up front doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. I mean, have you ever changed your mind about something? Right? And what led you to change your mind about something? So you probably got a little bit extra information. And again, if, if they reject you, pretty familiar to us. We've, we've turned our back on God before too, haven't we? And God is patient with us. And so if they reject you, be patient with them, just as God is patient with us with us. Spiritual warfare. It's a real thing. And it happens. It happens inside of our head. Here's one for you too. Has this ever happened for you? Uh, What if they ask me a question and I don't know the answer? What do you do? You say, that's a great question. I don't know the answer, but I can't wait to find it out and share it with you. An antidote to, to our fears, again, is to keep in mind that, that sharing Jesus isn't a, about our self-sufficiency. It's about our dependency on God. That's Christianity, right? Christianity is that we are completely dependent upon God in everything, and God is right there for us with everything. See, sharing Jesus, again, isn't about us. It's about him. And Jesus tells us this. He tells us in Matthew chapter 28, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. God is with you. Always. If you're sharing Jesus with someone else, God is right there with you. Uh, in, the, in the Gospel of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 1, at the birth of Jesus, uh, it said that they are to call the baby boy Emmanuel, which means God with us. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus, uh, the Almighty Son of God, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, present everywhere, says, I'll be with you always. I want you to understand God is with you. Always, including when you would share Jesus with other people. And I want you to know that God with you, uh, that's way more powerful, way more comforting than me like having my mom and dad walking with me on Halloween to that door of those scary homes. God is with you. Uh, Another antidote to our fear 
is prayer. I think if we all knew what really happened when we prayed, we would never stop praying. If we understood what was really going on when we were calling out to God with our heart to his heart, if we really understood what was going on behind all the scenes of that, you and I, we would pray a whole lot more. We'd never stop praying. So we can pray to God. And when it comes to sharing Jesus, we can pray at all times. We share Jesus. I got, I'm afraid. God knows this anyway. God, help. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your guidance. Lord God, send your Holy Spirit. Open the door. Open the person's heart. Open my heart. And we can pray about sharing Jesus with urgency. Okay, urgency, because you see, there really is a real heaven and real people go there for all eternity. And there really is a real hell and real people go there for an eternity as well. There are two people in the world that want us to share the gospel more than anyone else. There are two people who want us to share Jesus with other people more than anyone else. Now we're excluding God, but two people, two people. The first person is the person who just right now entered into heaven and is seeing God face to face. (laughs) It's so glorious and it's so amazing and it is far better and there's all this joy and all this love and they're grabbing it in full on for the first time. This this is better, better than I ever met. You've got to share this. People want this. They're going to want this. The second person that wants us to share Jesus more than, than anyone else in the whole world is the person who, boom, right now just entered hell. And it's horrible. And it's worse than they ever could have imagined. And, and you know that phrase, I, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, that, that person that just entered hell is going, you've got a shared Jesus. This is so Horrific. So with God, with us, with a prayer in our hearts, we can follow Jesus and go out into the world and share Jesus following his lead. Acts 1.8 says, Jesus is speaking. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses. Okay. And for you and me, Jesus is saying, you'll be my witnesses in a post-Christian world. Okay, we, we've turned the corner. We live in a post-Christian world. Christianity is no longer the dominant thought, the dominant way. And Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses in a post-Christian world. And one of the ways, if not the key way to share Jesus in a post-Christian world is through hospitality, okay? Uh, Through having an open door, a welcoming door, an inviting door in the community. 
Thank you for so, so much for being a part of some of those open doors into our community. And, and understand that's not all of them, right? Some other ones that we've done recently is we've made a donation to the Franklin Police Department so that they could buy cameras, so they could buy computer software, so they could buy bicycles, so they could buy a whole bunch of other things so that they can make Franklin a safe community for those of us who live there and for those who are visiting our community. Why did we do that? just out of love for God, to show our love for God in a practical way and not just say, yeah, we love you, we care for you. We did something about it. We showed it in a practical way. Uh, another way that we've shown a, an open door to our community is through our partnership with Countrydale Elementary School. You know, just recently, we collected school supplies there for the students. Uh, we've been a part of sponsoring their ice cream socials, teacher appreciation week, and we just also sponsoring Cougar Chase for them now as well, so they can have the, the funds to, to make uh, the school year a tremendous success. Just a way, again, to show God's love in practical ways in our community. And hospitality, right? A part of hospitality is invitation, right? I want you, I want you to come. I want you to be a part of this. And so I'm going to invite you to something uh, on November 2nd, first Monday in November at 630. We have Christian Family Solutions here, and it's, there is going to be a talk about grief. Okay, so the question I have for you is, do you know anyone who's lost someone recently? could be someone that you invite. Right? Do you know anyone who's lost someone? Maybe not so recently. Maybe it's been a long time, many years, but they're still suffering through grief. Invite them. It's in person or online. Or, or maybe you know someone who's, whose world has been turned upside down. Uh, their, their rhythms, their routines in life have changed is completely different. I mean, do you know anyone who has to wear a mask wherever they go? It's a change, right? Do you know anyone who, who has to teach school from their home, work from their home? This is a change. This is a loss of the way it used to be. And so we're having Christian Family Solutions come again uh, that first Monday in November at 630. I invite you and I invite you to invite others to it as well in person or online at victoryofthelamb.com. You can invite others to be a part of one of our life groups. You can invite others to, to, to go to like go at VOTL.life and look at where they can find individual studies for them from version or our Bible story reading plan and, and different things like that or study on race. Invite. And of course, inviting people to worship in person or online. And maybe if, if you're worshiping on, online, what you could do is invite someone to, to worship online with you if you're comfortable in your home. And if you're not comfortable yet, you can still invite them to worship online as well. And you can chat about it back and forth as you worship together. Part of hospitality is invitation. And part of hospitality today is not only physical locations, like the ministry center or our homes, but it's also digital. Digital engagement. 
is super important and powerful in our day. Let's watch a little video. Many of us have grown sick and tired of these. Our smartphones, along with our tablets and our computers, have been the only reliable means of communication over the last couple of months. And it's starting to wear on us. But it doesn't have to be like that. You see, Jesus calls us to go and make disciples of all nations. Yet, many of us Christians don't do that. We don't feel equipped to, we don't know what to say, we don't know what to do, we don't even know how to share this message. But God has given you all of the tools that you need to share Jesus with your community. We all have a story of how Jesus has positively impacted our lives. And we have tools right in our pockets that allow us to share this message easier, faster, and to more people than ever before. Instead of looking at technology and social media as something to avoid at all costs, look at it as an opportunity to share Jesus with your digital community. Digital engagement is huge. It's like a, a ripple effect. You throw a, a rock into a lake and the circles start to go out. Okay, you reach more and more people. For, for example, uh, on Facebook, I have uh, 1,495 friends, unless someone unfriended me overnight, all right? And, and so if I share a, a message of Jesus, I have opportunity for 1,495 people to get that message. Imagine if I had to go door to door, say to go like 300 homes to get the message to 1,495 people. Take a whole lot longer, right? And then let's say that, that you're one of my friends on, on Facebook and you see the message and then you share it. And let's say you have 1,495 friends. All of a sudden we're right at 3,000, right? And what if someone there, one of your friends, that's not a friend of mine, they share it and it just keeps going and going. And that works with all of it, right? From, from Instagram to Twitter to all these different things, right? It has a ripple effect. We can use digital engagement to reach more and more people. We can go further and wider and yes, deeper in digital engagement than we've ever thought before. This week, Sammy's going to be offering a a class to help us learn uh, about digital engagement and, and sharing the message of Jesus using digital resources. So be sure to to check that out. It'll be coming up in our announcements as well. So here's what I'm going to do this week. Okay, so this week I'm going to keep on praying for opportunities, for opportunities for you and me to share Jesus and his love in practical ways in our community. I'm going to keep on praying that, that you and I would share Jesus in love and great joy, that, that it just becomes a, a part of our lives that we're sharing Jesus with love and great joy wherever we go, that we talk about it as easily as we talk about uh, the sports, our hobby, the weather, the night out at the bar, or whatever it might be, that it's just right there. We're just or sharing Jesus. I'm going I'm to keep on praying that you and I would love Jesus more and more. And that, that you and I would love people more 
and more. I'm going to keep on praying that, that people would open up their hearts to receive Jesus. And that he would open up our hearts to share Jesus. I'm going to keep on praying that when people think of you and me and they think of victory, they think not of a scary door, but of a welcoming door, an inviting door, an open door, the door of Jesus. And as we go out into our world that's changed, that is post-Christian, and is seemingly becoming more and more chaotic, that we would remember the words of Jesus, that he is sending us out into the world and that the harvest is plentiful. Okay? It's not like it's going to be hard to find someone who doesn't want or need Jesus. The harvest is plentiful. And this is what I'd ask you to do. Pray for opportunities to share the love of Jesus in practical ways and then do it, okay? And, and when you're praying about it, and especially when you go to then do it, when you get the pushback, because it is spiritual warfare, when you get the pushback, think about how your life would be different today if Jesus and his blessings weren't in your life right now. And think what your eternal life would be like without Jesus. See how much he means to you. See the great love that he has for you. And then, let's go. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would use us to share you, to share your love. We ask that you would use us imperfect people who sometimes say the wrong things, who are afraid of being rejected, and who, who don't know all the answers. We ask that you would use us and that as you're using us, that you would lead us to, to be dependent on you. And that we would see that's actually a great place to be. Dependent on you, who never fails. Lord God, we ask that you would reach into every single heart, in person, online, in the archive, whoever, whenever they hear this message and receive your love so deeply that it changes, seals, and holds us all together with you forever. And we pray, God, that, that all of us then, just motivated by your love, motivated by the truth of your love, that you'd use us to go and share Jesus, the Savior of not a few, not of many, but of the world. In his name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, 
more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.